Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Your Work, Your Way podcast. Today we are talking about our inner judger. And the key message to leave from today is that when you judge your judger, you become the judger. What do I mean by this? Well, when you try to silence or suppress your judger, or you get mad at your judger for being there, annoyed at it, calling it a jerk, wishing it would just shut up, thinking about it as this evil thing inside and getting mad at it and picking on it for being in that way, you're actually being a judger. You're judging the judger, which makes you the thing you actually are trying to avoid. You become the thing that which you've been despising. And so what we want to do is not get mad at ourselves for this, not become another judger, but instead transform our relationship with our inner judger inside. Because when we change this relationship, we change our life because we learn how to use the judgments in a way that helps and does not hurt. And I'm not saying that you'll love every phrase that you hear yourself say to yourself, but what I am saying is you'll know how to approach it in a way that's useful. You'll know how to do it in a way where you don't feel like you have to try to to quiet or get rid of the judger, and instead you can use the judger for you. So whether you call this judger your inner critic, your inner judger, your self-critic, or that annoying voice in your head, the jerk within the mind, whatever you call it, this episode will help you out. And it is my desire that you take the lessons. I'm going to share five key shifts that you can make. My desire is not that you just hear these and think, oh, that's nice, but that you actually take them to heart. And when I say heart, I mean you embody them, you live them, you breathe them, you test them out and you play with it in your own life and you watch the change that happens because of it. So that is what today is all about. And before we dive into the specific content, I am going to share our work win. Today, we are celebrating one of our own, our podcast listener, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you directly what they shared with me about some of the the growth that they've got from this podcast. And for those of you listening, if you've had similar changes or your own transformations that you've experienced, your own new realizations because of this podcast, let me know. I want to hear. I want to celebrate you. You can email me those transformations by emailing lisa at beliefsy.com, or you can leave a review and post it there so that the world can see it. And this is also how we can spread the word so more people can find this podcast and more people can get help. Okay, so the title that this podcast listener left when they were responding about the podcast was exactly what I needed to hear. 
And what they shared word for word is, this show has changed my life. Listening to Lisa's philosophy has helped me gain clarity on my career from a place that feels super aligned. We'll keep coming back for more. Thank you so much for sharing this insight. And I really, truly value these reviews, these uh, messages that you all send me. So please keep them coming. And if you haven't yet, let me know, email me or leave a review uh, on the podcast. That's actually what I would prefer because that'll spread the word so that even more people can find this podcast. And If you have been getting change, please know this is just the beginning. The deepest transformation comes from applying what you're learning, and the best way I find to do that is through coaching. So if you want to take it to the next level, join me in one-on-one coaching. I do have some spots available, and the way you can do that is go to beliefseed.com slash schedule. You'll be able to schedule a free consult. That is your opportunity to meet with me one-on-one. We'll talk through what's coming up for you. We'll develop a roadmap plan for what coaching together would include, and we'll get a feel for what it would be like to work together. So beliefseed.com slash schedule is where you can schedule your consult and get support. And for those of you who are coaches out there, my soul activation coach certification is launching soon. This is your opportunity to coach at the soul level and build a coaching business that is aligned with who you are. Learn to attract, to coach, to re-up your clients, and to make money as you coach with soul. This program has not officially launched yet, and because of that, you can get in on a special pre-launch rate. If you email me before March 5th to let me know you want in on this certification, you can get the special pre-launch rate of $800 for the full three-month live certification. That is less than $9 a day. So join me, send me an email at lisa at beliefseed.com and claim your spot. All right, let's now get into the specific content. There's five shifts I want to talk about. The first shift, let's stop villainizing the judger. And so this shift is taking our judger from the villain role to the role of the protector. What do I mean by this? Well, I'm going to give you an example. We often see the judger as the villain and we make it wrong and we get annoyed and mad at it for what it says to us. But if we can instead see what it says to us as actual gems of insight, as it's actually alerting us to something that could be coming up for us or protecting us from something that we might not be seeing, then we can use the judger in a helpful way. Here's an example. It was just last week, and I noticed a thought, a judgment in my head that came up. And this judgment was something to the effect of, ugh, you don't look great. Your body's getting flabby. You look like a mess. You're not very attractive. Even your husband wouldn't be attracted to you right now. Those are the judgments that came up. They sound pretty nasty. Yes? Well, Yeah. And so when I first noticed those judgments, I realized I had a choice. 
I could get mad at the judger. I could feel ashamed about my body and listen to the judger and take it as hard facts. Or I could use what it said in a way that was helpful. And as a coach who's often coaching my own clients on judgments, I knew this was an opportunity. And so instead of getting annoyed or mad at myself or belittling my body, I asked myself, okay, how might this judger be trying to protect me right now? What about what it said could be its own way to alert me to something going on? And when I asked myself those questions, what I came to realize was that my body wanted to move, that I'd been stagnant at work, that I'd been so focused on creating content lately that I wasn't allowing myself to move and my body was feeling the effects of it. And it's not that my body was actually unattractive. The judgment that the judger presents, it's not always true. And it often is not. But the goal of the judger isn't to tell you a truth. It's to get you to do something or not do something in order to serve some goal. So when you assume that the judger is trying to protect you and it's alerting you to something, you can get to the core of the goal. And in this case, for me, the goal was to help my body to move and to honor the needs of my body. Now, my judger didn't say, hey, you should move your body more because that just isn't always the most compelling. Honestly, in the same way marketers will use fear-based tactics to get you to buy their product, not that that's the best way but or nicest way, it's often the most effective way, the judger will do the same thing. It's a marketer to yourself, and so it'll try to market things in a way that'll get you to take action or stop taking an action it doesn't want you to do. So my judger felt like the most effective way to do that for me was to beat me up a little bit. Did it work? Well, if I had just listened to what the judge said at face value, maybe I would have moved some, but I might have just felt worse and kind of felt like I was falling into a puddle of myself and really beaten up on myself. So it's not that it's always the most effective practice, but that is what the judger is trying to do trying to market to us in a way to get us to take an action or not take an action, trying to alert us to something. So when I let myself see what my judger was trying to alert me to, that my body wanted to move more. And when I looked to the intent and not the actual phrasing and words that my judger used, it let me find a way to take its advice in a helpful way, not in a self-damaging or derailing way. And so that's what I'd like to offer to you as well. Stop seeing your judger as the villain and start seeing it as the protector, as your own alert and alarm system. And so the next time you hear your judger say something to you that sounds harsh, and it truly might be harsh in the way that it comes across, instead of focusing on that specifically, ask yourself, is there something my judger is trying to alert me to or protect me from? This will allow you to use it for you, to change your relationship with the judger and find a new way to approach yourself. The next shift I want to offer to you is to stop trying to control your judger and instead 
just let your judger be there as the judger. And the reason I share this is first and foremost, if you try to micromanage your mind and control that judger, you're going to fail. So instead of going through the exhaustive energy of trying to control every thought or judgment that comes into your mind and failing at that, just let it be okay that thoughts pop up. Let it be fine that sometimes things show up in your mind that you don't really know where they came from. And even if you could figure it out or guess as to why it came up for you, just let it be okay that the thought's there and then ask yourself how you can use it for you. This is really about letting go of ownership, of not feeling like you have to own every thought that pops in your head and instead just acknowledging that there are thoughts there, they show up, and you don't have to hyperanalyze them. And this brings me to the third shift I want to offer to you all. It's shifting from fight mode to friend mode. And when we approach our judger, As our foe, it becomes the enemy and we try to fight it. And so what I want us to do instead is to find a way to hear it, to see the judger as a collaborator. And my earlier example kind of gets at this. If we see the judger as a protector, it is collaborating with us. And This is taking it even a step further because it's assuming the judger is for us. It's seeing the judger as on our side. When you push on something, it pushes back. If you put your fists up, the person that you're putting your fists up to might do the same thing. You start a fight. So instead of putting your hands up or pushing on the judger or seeing it as wrong and making it wrong and trying to fight it or tear it down, which just leads that part of you to do the same. So you end up in combat with yourself. Let yourself see the judger as a collaborator. How is it trying to help me? How is it trying to serve me? Get to the point where you're trying to understand it. Not that you have to understand it to say, no, you're so wrong, judger. No, just let the judger have its opinion without you having to take the opinion on yourself. Like you can have a friend you disagree with and you just don't have to try to force them to agree with what you believe. You can just let it be there for you. And one way I think about this is we need judgment. It's what helps us survive. If we didn't have judgment, we would have to continually make the same decision through the same analysis over and over again. Like if you were at a restaurant and you didn't know or have judgments about the types of foods you liked and you didn't like, you would take two hours exploring the menu every single time you go to a restaurant. And that's just not practical. <laughs> so, so we need to allow ourselves to have judgments and to use our judgments to guide future decisions because it helps us actually move forward and get momentum and make progress in our life. That is how the judge's there to collaborate with us. So find ways to use it for you instead of making it wrong or making it bad or trying to fight it. Just acknowledge that it's there 
and find a way to help you forward. So if you hear your judge or saying something like, you always run late, how is it that you're running late again? What's wrong with you? A fight might look like, oh, well, here's why I ran late, judger, and you come up with all these excuses as to why, or you get mad at yourself and you shame yourself for being late. That would, would be what a fight would look like. But if instead you approached it from a place of collaboration, you could say, okay, judger, I hear you. There are times when I'm late. There are also times when I'm not late, but is there anything I want to do differently to help myself show up on time? Or am I okay that I'm late? Let's use this insight to understand myself more and decide what I want. Maybe you're okay with being late and you don't need to have judgments about it. Maybe you want to make shifts and your judge is simply presenting this to you as an opportunity for you to make change. Use it as a collaborator, as this win-win relationship, not by taking, again, to what it says directly to heart, but taking the intent, believing it has a good intention behind it, and using it for you. The next shift I want to talk about. Let's stop fearing the judger and start caring for it instead. And we've talked about fighting the judger, which is kind of like an angry mentality. Now we're talking about fearing it, which is coming from a place of scared or anxious or some fearful response. And that often happens when we give the judger power over us, when we see it as something to conquer. And again, we already talked about not fighting it. If we put ourselves as a collaborator, we are in an equal playing field, which means we don't need to fear it. We can understand it and we can care for it. This brings the heart into it. It allows us to have compassion for this part of us that's trying to help us, but doesn't always understand how to do so. Let's show ourselves some love. Even when my judger says crappy things to me, if I can know that it's just trying to help and and it's a sign saying, hey, we need help here. If I can see it in that way, it takes myself off the defense and lets myself love on myself, lets myself be seen, be heard, be valued, and appreciate and care for me. When you can love the part of yourself that you often are most ashamed of or annoyed with, think about what that means for your ability to love yourself and others in all of life. This is, this is radical self-compassion. This is you showing up deeply for you. This is you allowing yourself to be there and love on you, even in the hurt and the pain. And when you can show up with this open space for yourself, basically you're taking a non-judgmental approach to your judger, which means your judger then gets to voice its grievances, which means you get to love on it and say, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. And when it feels heard, it doesn't feel like it has to shout so loud. It doesn't feel like it has to prepare itself for a battle in order to be appreciated or seen. And so it actually can take away some of the energy behind the judger 
make the judger a little, um, a little more subdued because it doesn't feel the need to shout so loudly because it knows you care about it and will hear it and understand it. Hearing it doesn't mean coddling it and doing what it says. It simply means acknowledging its presence, looking to the deeper understanding and moving forward from that. Sometimes what that means is, I love you so much, Judger. I know you're there to support me. Right now, we're going to move forward in this other way. You've been seen. So you don't even have to take a lot of time here, but just showing it this love and appreciation can help guide yourself forward. The last shift I want to talk about is let's stop dismissing the judger and start valuing it for its intent. And what this is getting at, again, is working to understand the judger. It comes to respect. Having self-respect for even the part of you that seems like it doesn't respect you. And this isn't putting your judger on a pedestal. It's simply acknowledging the fact that it might have a reason for what it's saying. And you don't have to buy into what it says, but you can value its intent, its desire to support. And instead of dismissing it, ask yourself, is there some wisdom that I can take from what it says? Am I triggered by what my judger says because there's some air of truth to it? And if there's some air of truth, then what do I want to do with it? So often we tell ourselves we need to stop beating up on ourselves. And yeah, nobody wants to beat up on themselves. Nobody wants to feel like they're being pummeled by themselves. But we're missing the point of the beat up. And the point of the beat up is not to cause us bruises. It's trying to alert us to something. Again, we're getting back to that initial message as the alerter and the protector. So if, if instead of dismissing the judger or trying to stop it or trying to control it or trying to fight it or fearing it, we can value it and say, hey, I see you. And see it from that collaborative place of valuing its intent and believing in its cause not its exact words or approach, but its cause, its intent, we can get wisdom from it. Because when we beat ourselves up, we're actually trying to give ourselves feedback. It's just feedback from a scarcity perspective. So if instead we love on the judger for its attempt and also find a way to relate to ourselves in a loving capacity of non-judgment, then we no longer are judging from scarcity and instead can start judging from abundance and compassion. It helps our judger change its own lens. And it's not like every time then you hear a judgment, it's going to all of a sudden sound lovely and abundant. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's letting yourself appreciate the judgments that you hear from this belief of, okay, If this weren't phrased from a place of scarcity, there might actually be some nugget of support and help in this. If I were to re-see this from an abundance perspective, as in not lack, but like or fulfillment, like my initial example where I said, okay, what is my judger trying to protect me from? 
And I got insight from it. I got value because I looked at the intent. I didn't just dismiss its phrase or try to put my hands over my ears and not hear what it had to say or stick my head in the sand and not see what it was proclaiming. No, I let myself acknowledge it and use it for me. So instead of ignoring our constructive criticisms that we give ourselves or our harsh criticisms that we give ourselves, we can create the capacity to love on those criticisms by one, not seeing the judger as a villain and instead seeing it as that protector alerting us to something. Two, not trying to control the judger and instead letting go of trying to make it look a certain way. Three, stop fighting the judger and instead see it as that collaborator and using it and trying to understand it from that approach. Four, stop fearing it and instead care for the judger by creating a space of compassion and non-judgment for our judger, that's stopping the pattern of judgment right there. And five, not dismiss the judger, but instead value its intent. We shift our entire relationship with the judger. We make the judger work for us. So that is what I have for you today. Remember the bottom line message. When we judge the judger, we become the judger. So instead of judging the judger, create a space of compassion. Use It's phrasing for you. Find a way to find support and love for even that part of yourself that judges the most. This will take you off the offense and defense in fight mode and into a place of collaboration where you can truly grow, gain from your insights, even from that part of you that's sometimes misdirected but trying to help you forward. And this will change your life. This is what allowed me to see myself with such love and such compassion because I love and respect every part of me, even the part that judges. This will change your life. This will transform your career and this will allow you to love on yourself and show up more powerfully than ever before. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.